Hey everybody, hope you're doing great out there. Hey, just a quick bit of information. If you want a copy of the book that I created this week, Let's Go Helping, please send me an email to inaturnofeventspodcast at gmail.com and I will create a distribution list here towards the end of this week when the book comes back from the publisher and I'll send you an electronic copy so you and your family can enjoy. Hope you guys have a great week and I hope you enjoy this session of uh, In a Turn of Events. In a Turn of Events. Hey, everybody, welcome back. We're hoping everyone's safe and healthy and positive, most of all, during this difficult time. And I know everyone's kind of going stir crazy and maybe this is the perfect antidote so uh brian and i are back took on our first week challenge which was intense for both of us in many different ways so we just want to share that with you guys and kind of bounce off some of the insights that we took away from these challenges and really what it's inspired us to do moving forward which was the whole vision that we had brian you had the craziest mission of all which was not to feed for five days so why don't you take us through what it was like you know, if you hit your goal and really what it's going to inspire you to do moving forward. Yeah, Ron, thank you very much. Um, I don't know necessarily it was the craziest. Um, it, it was definitely challenging though, so to speak. Um, it, it was a very interesting goal because I changed it the first day. I mean, obviously the mission was to go five days without any type of food. Um, but after, not even after day one, on day one, uh, I decided that I was going to throw or up the ante a little bit, and I started to uh, I started to run on top of not eating. Um, so that threw a whole new uh, curveball to the mix. Um, but it was it was something that I I wanted to make sure that not only a am I going to carry out the goal and complete it, but b could I do it while running minimum three miles per day. So well, I mean, sorry, I, I just, the one thing for me, I'm, I'm a big eater. I'm a foodie. So it's really hard to, for me to imagine not eating for one day. So I'm just curious, how, how did you get your mind ready for something like that? Cause I'm the type that when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking uh, like, I'm really thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. Like if I've already gotten the, the free pass from the wife to get pizza, that affects my mood for the entire day. So what did you do to get your mind right to take on such a such a vigorous challenge like this? Yeah, so I mean, there's a there's some tips and tricks that I've learned in the fast that I've done in the past. Uh, you know, I I had shared that I had done three day in the in the past. Um, you know, coffee suppresses hunger, um, but you have to be very careful because when you don't have any calories and you don't have anything in your system, um, when you drink something such as a stimulant like coffee. Uh, you, you drink a cup of it and it's like drinking 12 pots of coffee. Uh, so you do have to be careful because, you know, they're, the very first night I was up pretty late just simply because, you know, I was trying to suppress any way that I can. But as far as the first day, uh, once you get through that, you've kind of broken your psychological um, 
need to eat because your body's in these cycles of saying, okay, I eat at eight, I eat at, you know, noon and I eat at six o'clock or, you know, whatever your schedule is. But uh, once you get past that first day, uh, I don't want to say it gets easier, um, but you kind of get into that mode of saying, okay, this is, this is what I have ahead of me and this is what I have to do. And you just kind of carry it out. So um, like I said, the, the big thing for me was, you know, trying to do that, but also burn, I think on a three mile run, you burn somewhere around 300 calories or something like that. Um, and I wanted to, to start running because I've never been a big runner. Uh, it, I actually, there's nothing about running that I like, but there's a ton of health benefits that come with it as well. Um, so I wanted to see if I could push myself to run further than I've ran the last six or seven months every day of this fast. Uh, eventually leading up to day four, I ran four miles and day five, I, I ran five miles, which is the furthest I've ran in probably a year. What you just said right there, I, I noticed the same thing when I was going throughout the week. It's the more, the more you take on a goal and the more you overcome that, those doubts and fears that kind of pop up throughout the process, it's like a snowball, you know, the more, the more momentum you have and, and you start to think, well, man, maybe I can go above and beyond and maybe I can do this even better. Maybe I can put out even a better book or, you know, maybe I can push it to the limits and instead of running two miles a day or kind of trying to preserve calories, maybe I can just push it to the limits and I can run five miles. And I think that's what it does to your mind when you do something like this. It, it kind of, it takes the governor off and you're able to go as fast as you want and you're able to do things that, I don't know if you've seen the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper, uh-huh. where, he, where he finds those not to not to promote uh drug use but this movie he finds these invincible pills that really unlock this this uh chamber in his brain that he has all these different uh capabilities and that's what this feels like to me and it sounds like you went through the same exact process on your end yeah so it's been interesting you know everybody's asking what what did you eat saturday what did you eat saturday well your stomach shrinks to a size that i i think i had a breakfast burrito and i didn't eat the rest of the day because i was just so stuffed off eating that one you know that one small burrito um but it's wild me and you were talking about it a little bit earlier but uh, you know on day five now i can never look back and say you know this morning i really did not want to run but I had a full belly, you know, I had no excuses. It's not like I've been fasting for four days and, you know, I went out, I ran four miles this morning. I thought, okay, if I can run five miles on a five day fasted stomach, there's no reason in the world that I can't go run four miles with non-adverse conditions, you know, just get out and do it. You know, you, you set your own benchmark and, you know, however you want to achieve it. That's, you know, that's what you do. You just go out and get it done. Plus I didn't want to come back to everybody that's listening in and say, Hey guys, I made it to day three. And then I had an Oreo cause I just couldn't do it anymore. So I, I kind of had that level of accountability as well. I can tell you for sure that uh, this, this type of public accountability will help people. You know, if you, if you guys are looking for a way to accomplish a, a tough task that you're not sure if you can do, this is by all means the way to go about it because I felt the same way. There were nights, you know, 10 o'clock seemed to be the sweet spot for me throughout the week where I had that free time and you don't want to sacrifice the time with your family, your kids and some other things that are priorities in your life, work, you know, whatever it be, those hours are set aside for those tasks and they can't be changed. So you have to either add on time to your day or sacrifice something else that's not pushing you towards the best version of yourself. 
And I found myself consistently every night at 10 o'clock kind of going into my office and, and working on this project. And there were times where I was tired and I would fall asleep and wake up and I would just still be sitting there with like a paintbrush in my hand. And it's, it, it start, you know, you, it starts to get difficult, but there was, like you said, Brian, I mean, there's absolutely no way that I was going to jump on this conversation with you Sunday at four o'clock without sending that email to the publisher and having a complete product. And it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome feeling to use other people as motivation because we can all do that. It's like, it's, it's, we've unlocked something here. Yeah. And, you know, just going back to it, the, the accountability, I mean, that's, that's the whole reason that we want to have people tell us their challenges so we can put them out there. Cause you know, we all kind of know essentially some of the same circle of people and you know that those friends are going to be listening in. Well, when we put it out there, we broadcast it. There's no turning back. Like you have to, yeah, we're going to follow back up and say, Hey, did you get it? Did you get it done? Why or why not? You know, how did you get it done? Tell us about the process. We want to know what it was like. Speaking of, I had, uh, I talked to a lot of people actually this past week and it's funny. I should mention that Brian and I, we, we really didn't talk much this week. We were kind of on our own mission and which I think was healthy. I, it crossed my mind a few times, actually. I don't know if it did yours, but I thought a few times like, man, we're not really talking that much. We would touch base every day and say, you know, how are you holding up or what's going on and how's the book coming along? And we would touch base, but it wasn't nearly the level of communication we would normally have. And I think it's because we were both laser focused on accomplishing this task. And we knew that there's going to be plenty of good news to report today at four o'clock if, if we handle business. Um, and so that was kind of an interesting aspect for me, but I did talk to a lot of people this week that were inspired by, you know, what we're taking on and really wanted to tackle some things their own. So just, uh, to throw a few shout outs, Alex out in California, you, you already have Rosetta stone took the leap to get the software. I wish you the best in, uh, tackling that five week, that five week course to learn Spanish. Uh, best of luck there. My man, Tony out in California is going to. He really took it to the next level. We got an email from Tony and he has a Peloton. He currently rides about 30 miles a week um, on the high end. And he actually committed to riding 300 miles. He wanted to go 10X and ride 300 miles on his Peloton starting tomorrow. So uh, touch base with him and asked him if he was ready to go today. And he said he's nervous, but he's super excited. And he feels like this is kind of unlocking his competitive spirit that's been dormant. Awesome story to hear. And then I know, Brian, I think you talked to someone that was kind of motivated to, to do something as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I talked to Christine uh, down in Southern Ohio, and it, it was great to hear from her. We haven't touched base in probably a year or so. And um, she, she had heard the story and the challenges that we had put out there. And she had told me that, you know, she wanted to eat a little bit healthier, you know, get herself, you know, back into shape again. And she said, you know, if, if this is something that, you know, you, your buddy Ryan can publish a book within a week, or you can go five days without eating and run 18 miles, like, by all means, I, I have zero excuses for why I cannot achieve what I want to. It's very inspirational. Uh, one other one I do want to shout out to is uh, Leah over at Candid Confidence. She has her own podcast. Um, she gave Ryan and I some absolutely amazing ideas on how to market this thing and get it out there so people can hear, you know, exactly the, the message that we're trying to spread. And that's just help people to, to hit their goals and 
unlock potential. And I, I thank her. She had a, you know, we had about a hour long meeting and it was just great hearing some of the ways that we can get this out there. Um, because we're, we're both very, very green to this game, Ryan and I, uh, but it's something we're extremely passionate about. And, you know, just like he said, he, he utilized so much of his after work hours to get this done. Um, you know, this is stuff that we're doing outside of our normal 50, 60 hour job as well. Yeah, I think for me, that's the thing that I look forward to the most. I mean, I, I'm living this experience and I get the, the benefit of, of kind of accomplishing a big goal. For example, we read, my wife and I read um, our daughter, the book for the first time this afternoon and just that's seeing her awesome. response and seeing how engaged she was. Um, it, it was just a really cool feeling and it just brought a big smile to my face. And, and I, I'm the one that gets to live that reward. But for me, where I'm trying to just build up this storage of motivation, it's going to come from other people. I mean, without a doubt, that's going to be kind of the recurring theme throughout this entire process. I want to hear from other people. I want to, I'm always inspired and, and really intrigued when I see what other people are interested in and some of the things that they would think to tackle. And so please share it with us type of things that we've been waiting to do. We've been wanting to do for so long. What are we waiting for? It's, it's crazy to, to just continue to wait to feel this type of feeling when you go through something difficult that's worthwhile and then on the other end of it is a finished product or a, um, an accomplished task that you thought, you know, maybe, maybe I can't do this by all means, keep sharing these stories with us. We've uh, reached out to a few people that are kind of in the midst of starting their own business or, or chasing their own dream that we're going to be picking their brains and sharing some of their stories with you and their products in some cases. So it's all a journey that we're on together and that's what, we're uh we're excited to share with you guys but speaking of you know we're we're kind of all in quarantine right now and we're we're trying to think how do we move forward how do we continue to be creative how do we continue to take on these tasks that are going to be monumental in regards to our own life and our own accomplishments and so we're here to kind of announce what we're going to tackle this week and it's a little bit creative so brian why don't you uh why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're gonna what you're gonna take on this week? Yeah, so this is this is a two part one for me, uh, and it's not nearly as you know hardcore as I'd like to say not eating and running and things like that. But it, it's all for a good cause, and I I can't actually take credit for any of this because this was people that were reaching out to me on social media and they came up with these ideas and said, okay, with quarantine, with everything going on in America right now, you know, how can you give back? And this is, I'm even going to throw another curveball in the mix here. So um, Sherry Fowler out of uh, Atlanta had reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you try to donate blood? And I thought, well, I mean, that's, that's really kind of neat. I mean, anybody can donate blood, but for me, it's an interesting thing. And without get, going into too much detail, um, I had tested for a autoimmune uh, disease actually within the last year. Uh, it hasn't affected me at all as far as, you know, working out or uh, my job or anything like that. So I just kind of shoved it to the wayside. But whenever I tested for that, they had said, you know, things like donating blood or anything to that nature, I cannot do anymore. Um, so I want to see if that's actually the case or if it was just, you know, misinformation. So I want to go out and, A, I want to try to donate blood this week if, if I'm able to. Um, but B... This one came from Christine, who I mentioned earlier, uh, a complete technology purge, which is going to be 
absolutely one of the hardest things I've ever done because I am so tied to my phone, whether it be professional, whether it be personal. Um, I, I pride myself in response time to anybody that reaches out to me. Um, but, you know, from Friday, essentially at 5 p.m. after, you know, work hours until Sunday when we reconvene on this podcast at 4 p.m., um, no music. So when I work out, no music, um, no TV. Um, I mean, really nothing. Uh, so that's probably going to be a little bit more of a challenging one for me to complete. Uh, but I, I think that getting away and kind of unplugging for a minute uh, can probably pay some pretty big dividends on on uh, on my behalf. Yeah, that's interesting because if you look at your two your two challenges, you're taking things away that some people see as a necessity. Certainly, food is, but you're taking things away that have become, you know, almost you expect them to be there, right? So, in a time like this where we're not sure, we don't we can't get our hands on toilet paper, you know, and so we don't know when these conveniences are, are always going to be there. And I think it's really interesting to see what it's like when you yank those things out from underneath your feet and how you adapt and overcome and, and what your life is really like. And you can really determine what's necessary and what's not by weeding this stuff out. Um, but that's, I like that. I've actually read a book um, living with the seal, but he, he also wrote a book called living with the monks and it's about disconnecting and, uh, really interesting take. I'm sure you'll find after, a little bit more. After you had told me about the book, I actually have it on order. It's supposed to be delivered on Monday. So I'm, pr I'm pretty excited about that. Anybody that knows me, I like to read every morning for about an hour. So very excited to get started on that book, especially in preparation for the weekend. Yeah. It's an easy read too, as you know, um, from his writing style, but yeah, that's awesome. So similar in a similar take, I want to find a way to give back and I got a text message from my mom today um, and she was just talking about how my grandparents are isolated and they're feeling really lonely. And it, uh, it made me feel really bad. Cause I think, like you said, we, we expect all these conveniences, even when we're confined in our home, we expect the cable and the internet and, and the streaming. Um, we want our cupboard stocked. We want everything to be just perfect and we want everything to be convenient. And when something isn't, it's a shock to us. But really, if you if you just take one step back and think of so many other people that have it worse and people even in your own family that maybe you don't get to see or they think of their environment right now, you know, and that made me think about my grandparents and they're just sitting by themselves in their house. They can't go anywhere. They're very susceptible to getting sick. And so that makes it even more difficult. And so I really want to focus on reaching out to the elderly, you know, the people that have kind of laid the, the foundation for what our, our country's all about. And so how I'm going to do that is contact nursing homes, facilities. I'm going to find someone, maybe even multiple locations that have technology, whether it be Zoom or some other audiovisual equipment where I can play a few songs, like do an open mic night for, um, some of the folks in, in like a community room in a nursing home. So just give them something upbeat that's different, completely different than just sitting around and kind of being worried. And if I can uplift some of those people and kind of give back and, and uh, even pay it forward, that's going to be something that'll mean a lot to me. And then much like you, I have a two part as well. Thinking of how many people are confined right now, I'm going to make it my goal to set two interviews this week uh, I don't know if I'll get them done based on scheduling, but I am going to schedule two 
interviews with that are in the top 1% of what they do. And I'm going to reach out to those people this week. I know they're at home. I know they're, they want to um, get involved in a bigger cause and that's what we're all about. And I know people are going to, you know, really get behind this when they hear about, you know, how we're trying to uh, affect people for the better and, and uh, motivate people. So I'm going to set two interviews with people that are just really top-notch individuals and, and just pick their brain on what they want to do with their life the same way we have things that we want to do. So that's going to be my two part this week. And I, I really like the fact that we're both giving back, especially right now. Yeah. I was going to say extremely admirable reaching out. I mean, obviously both of them are just phenomenal, but I love the idea that you're just, you're going to reach out to a nursing home. Cause I'm telling you that's where they can't see their loved ones right now. Just, you know, seeing, seeing you get up there with your guitar, you better get brushed up on some of your buddy Holly skills, man. Well, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to be hitting up that guitar tab for Neil Diamond. <laughs> if I don't see, if I don't see a senior blouse come off on the video, then we, we haven't done our job. So very cool. Very cool ideas. I love them. Yeah. So guys, this is, this is awesome. I, I didn't really know what to expect and all the feedback that we've gotten, you know, both Brian and I, you guys sending in emails and saying what you want to do with your life and how, um, you know, you feel like, there's other things that you want to do and this is motivating you. That's, that's all we need to do to, for fuel to our fire. And if there's one thing to remember, it's that when you, when you do something like this and you force yourself into extraordinary commitments and goals, it'll make you question how, you know, how much potential you've wasted over your lifetime up to this point. And I can't speak for everyone because there's other people out there that have done really extraordinary things with their life. And maybe they've reached that feeling. But for us, we both agreed that, man, like as soon as we accomplished this goal this past week, for me, it was today. I finished at two o'clock is when I sent the book to the publisher. And Brian, yours was up at Friday. But man, we both agreed that we instantly thought, how much time have we wasted here? You know, how much, how much have we let just go that we, we cannot recapture that moment? And then we we both agreed that that, that feeling quickly went away and it went right back to focus. What can we do next? How can we improve next? And it's all at hyperspeed. And I love that. And, um, you know, can't wait to, can't wait to share with you guys this week, how we do on our progress and please send in all your comments, all the challenges you're going to take on, even some stuff that you want us to do in a turn of events podcast at gmail.com. Um, look forward to talking to you guys next week. Brian, I look forward to catching you on the flip side. Have a good week and uh, stay safe, everyone. Later, guys. Looks like it's too late to turn back now. Yeah.